I'm Jess. I'm Dee. And we're The The Social Social Girls, Girls, a podcast for women who appreciate real life talk and F-bombs. Before we get into today's episode, we need to shout out a local business that we love, and she also happens to be our season two sponsor. Girl Gang Yeg is an online boutique, and she makes crew necks, sweatshirts, hats, t-shirts for women, and she also has baby apparel. The crew necks are absolutely perfect for fall. I'm wearing one right now that says Girl Power, but my next one is definitely going to be This Is My Dog Cuddling Sweatshirt. Um, okay. If you head to her website, girlgangyeg.shop, you can use our promo code SOCIALGIRLS and you'll get 15% off any order over $75. We absolutely love her stuff. We are so excited to be paired up with her and we think you're really, really going to love it too. So go to girlgangyeg.shop and use the promo code SOCIALGIRLS and don't forget to let us know what you got. Hi, Dee. Hi, Jess. How's it going? We just switched roles. We did. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good. I was uh, trick-or-treating with the kids. You know what? It was awesome. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. I. It started out rocky. Um, my kids are like every year on Halloween, I feel like it kind of goes to shit at first. Like everyone's excited. They've eaten some candy already. They're in their costumes. It's just like too much excitement and then they crash, but then it always ends up good. Yes, I agree. And actually I was very impressed with COVID Halloween. Me too. I thought it was great. Although I was a little bit disappointed because not a a lot of people decorated, but they were still handing out candy, but they were very creative. There was lots of tables outside and they would just set it up there. Some grass, like actually quite a bit of people just had some tables or they had um, like buckets and it was like, take one. Um, I feel like other kids probably took more than they should, (laughs) but that's not my business. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I thought it was like, great and I don't think like the kids noticed that this was any different Mm -hmm. from any other year yeah so yeah I thought it was really good yeah me too um let's start this off this off (laughs) by talking about Claire our bachelorette yeah so you mean the Claire and Dale show yes their honeymoon that we're watching right now yeah um so if you do not like the bachelorette you can fast forward for a couple minutes. Um, so yeah, the Claire and Dale show is going really good. <laughs> I was so stoked for Claire to be the bachelorette. Obviously, like when I watched her in the franchise, I loved her. Mm-hmm. You did too. I did. So I was just like really, really excited. And I felt like I actually had like a girl crush on her. Me too. Um, I just like feel like I respected her quite a bit. Um, she was, she was very, always well-spoken, know what she wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I like really appreciated her. And now I just feel like she's almost made a joke out of this, um, process process only because that's all Dale is the only person she really gives the time of day or really cares about. And the naked dodgeball. And the naked dodgeball was, uh, really inappropriate. Like if if roles were reversed and it was on the bachelor and he was like, okay, every time you get hit with a ball, take off your shorts. Oh my gosh. It would be, could you imagine? No, it, I feel like it'd be blasted all over social media. And this was barely touched on. I know. And then I, and then I feel like her reaction after when she was like, thanks for the dodgeball game yeah, and hugging them naked. I was like, 
what is happening right now? And I, and I hate to use this against her, but like the oldest bachelorette in history who knows what she wants and is looking for a man did strip dodgeball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just like expect, I think I expected more. For sure. I expected strip dodgeball from one of the like 22 year old girls. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I was 22, I definitely would have wanted that. Oh, yeah, I would too. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was pretty inappropriate. And I also think that her, the level of respect she has for the other guys on this season, the fact that they had to quarantine for two weeks. Um, they leave their families yeah, and, and their, their jobs, jobs for, for this process, for her to like basically treat them like it's not that big of a deal and send them home or not do group, group dates or not do dates really at all like I think it's just a yeah she cancels dates and is like let's just do a cocktail party yeah and it's just literally a party with Dale's cock (laughs) (laughs) pretty much because every scene of their makeout scene I was like he's got a boner he's got a boner oh my god I was thinking the same thing and then she actually said it once she was like this is so hard and I was like, is she talking about yeah. the situation or his peep? <laughs> I thought that too, because when he came in, he was like, oh, I'm looking for the bathroom. I was like, no, you're not, man. And then no. she kicks out the other yes. guy. That was bad. When she was like, you could see on her face, she was so pleased that oh, he yeah. came back. Yeah. And I also want to talk about like the very first episode, I think it is, when they all have to serenade her. She's in a tower, like oh, yeah, Rapunzel. Yeah. Yes. And she's like, getting serenaded and I was like they don't know you yeah this is wildly uncomfortable and bizarre <laughs> I feel like this the last this whole few episodes that we have going on here is just like a waste and I honestly think that if this was the way it was gonna go and Tasha was gonna be the bachelorette anyways in between they should have just cut Claire out period but they wanted the ratings of course most dramatic season no, yeah this ever. is chris harrison says it all the time but this is the most dramatic season of bachelor legit it is yeah so i guess we'll see what happens i i've heard like a few things where she's like it's bad editing blah 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 and like right i know i'm like maybe it's smidge it's bad editing yeah but but her this doesn't obsessive look behavior and the things that she says is just like all about Dale. She does not care about any of those other guys. No, and it's okay to be like, I just knew he was the one. But what about giving the other guys a chance? Right. Or the minute that you were shutting off all the dates, it should have been done. Yeah. You should have, instead of wasting their time, you should have just said, listen, I have this really strong attraction to Dale. And I just, I don't want to waste your guys' time. And I don't want to play games anymore. And I'm going to, I'm going to leave. I'm going to take Dale with me. And I'm going to see where this goes. And then she can sleep with Dale instead of his pants. <laughs> because that yes. is also very strange. Very strange. It's one thing if a guy gave you like his t-shirt that he sprayed in cologne, but because have never seen have... pants. No, because a t-shirt like you could sleep in it. Pants, it's a strangulation hazard. It is. I don't I don't get it. I I honestly get super embarrassed just watching her yeah. behavior and like how she acts. Yes. Like she's like this giddy, like 16-year-old child. And Actually, it's just really, almost too much. It's, to me, it just seems very lusty, and not like this guy's gonna be my husband. Yes, it does seem very lusty. Yeah, and like I know she's been in quarantine. She says a long time, <laughs> but like this is a bit much. I yeah, I agree. I mean, she's got a group full of guys. 
Not just one. No. She has a group of them. But she she can't. She cannot divert from Dale. And it's it's kind of strange. It is. Or they're going to be married. And in 10 years, we're going to be like, oh, we were all assholes. They just knew. (laughs) Who really knows? There's so many different factors. Yes, it could be editing. Poor editing. And they made her look that way. I do. I might agree with that. Because you just don't know. Um, But I also think, like, the way she, if she's saying that stuff, they didn't put those words in her mouth. So. No, and they didn't. She even said, I, I can't help but wish this was Dale with me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm like, at that point, like, let these guys go. They've yeah. quarantined for you. They yeah. came here for you. And you're literally, and the one she sent home after the date where he grabbed her. But then I'm like, I rewatched it and you did too because you mm-hmm. sent me a video. I sent you a video, yeah. I wasn't, com- like, I wasn't okay with saying that he grabbed her. Yeah. I think it was really big miscommunication. And I think he, when he grabbed her to pull her her back, I think he was panicking because he was like, oh my God, my one chance with Claire. Yeah. Or he's like, thought, you're right. He panicked. He thought he blew it. And so he was trying to make up for it and be like, no, I really did want to kiss you. And then she was like, no, no, no. Yeah. But she went in for the kiss and he just like, he was ready to kiss her, but she stopped. Yeah. It wasn't him. No. And then I also think too, she makes him go to dinner, which is horrible. He's sitting, sitting at that there. table alone. Ugh. And then she doesn't come out and talk to him or anything. So humiliating. She sends Chris Harrison to kick him off the show. She literally said, I just, this isn't even worth a conversation. Uh, I think it was just a misunderstanding. Yeah, I really, I'm, and like, maybe there was a little minute we didn't see, but I don't think there was because we mm-hmm. saw it all play out. And he genuinely looks like, what the F? Yeah. He's, I'm not. He looks like he's really, really confused. Yes, and I'm told her feelings are valid. Like for sure, it yeah. made her uncomfortable, but it is worth the conversation because yeah. then he won't do it again. If she's like, you know what, I get that you were panicking, but like, just don't grab me, okay? Yeah, totally. And then I, I bet he'd be like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I agree. This is very embarrassing news. I just can't wait to like move on from this. I know when we start fresh with Tasha. Yeah, I'm ready for it already. <laughs> me too. Okay, so our episodes this week are true crime. I say episodes, I mean episode. Episode. <laughs> There's just two stories. Stories. So we are going to talk about unsolved mysteries. Mm-hmm. It's huge right now. Yeah. And our first true crime episode got great feedback. So we decided we're going to do this. Yes. Um, and if anyone's curious and you haven't watched it yet, it's on Netflix. Yeah. So Unsolved Mysteries, yeah, is on Netflix. And if you want to watch the original Unsolved Mysteries when it was on in the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. it's on Prime Video. What? I'm watching all the old ones. I didn't know there was old ones. Like the original and... How did they, you not tell me this? I thought you knew. I, just I had no idea. I just thought it was a new thing on Netflix. I had no, no idea. it's original and oh my I gosh. watched like the last season, so it's in the 90s. Yeah. Okay, no, sorry. It's not 80s, 90s. It's the 90s. And then early, early 2000s. Okay. But they go back and update them. So at the oh, end, there's a little blurb if right. the unsolved mystery was has solved? been solved. <gasps> I did not know this. It's actually pretty good. So Deandra and I are huge true crime junkies. Yeah. I, I know you like to listen to podcasts that yeah. are true crime. I actually prefer to watch them. I actually, I was, I have a really bad obsession with like even watching like 48 hours yeah. and all that. And crazy, funny story before we get into this. When I was pregnant with Peyton and I was married to her dad, um, so Tuesdays used to be like 48-hour marathons. I don't know if they still are, but I find I could 
literally watch them all in sequence. Oh, God. I know. So, anyways, I had this obsession and I was at home at the time. I think um, – I w- don't think I was working at the time. And her dad was working, like, delivering furniture at the brick. And it was midnight. And I had been watching, like, 48 hours religiously. And in my mind, I totally thought I was like, oh, my God, he's like somebody murdered him and he's like hanging out of his car like this most random, horrible thoughts. Right. So I drove my pregnant ass to his work. No, you and didn't. I did. At midnight? At midnight. Okay, but was he answering his phone? No. Okay. Well, no that... phone. No, like, he wasn't answering his phone or text, so it was just making it that much worse. Okay. And, like, come on. It's mm-hmm. midnight and you got a pregnant wife at home. Right. Be better. So I drove there. <laughs> and he's standing, like, in the parking lot chatting with, like, the people that he worked with that day. There was probably three or four of them. And I drove right up and no, got out didn't. of my car and was like, why haven't you been answering your phone call? And they were all, like, I'm pretty sure he was super embarrassed. And they all looked and they were just like, what the fuck? Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't blame you. I yeah. feel like I, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. So I do, that does, stuff like that, it does happen to me when I watch it too much. But I'm a big, like, true crime, even um, I Am a Killer, like, all that stuff yeah. on, on Netflix. Like, I really love watching. Um, yeah. So this that's about that's all I gotta say yeah (laughs) so um unsolved mysteries is just like it says an Mm -hmm. unsolved mystery yep every week is not always a missing person like sometimes it's like well one episode's like ghosts ufos bizarre. oh yeah I remember that one that was weird I think I just bypassed that yeah I don't love the ufo ones yeah me either but yeah, so we picked one episode from volume one and one episode from volume two. And the first episode that we picked from volume one is called 13 Minutes. And that's the story for those of you that haven't watched it, A, you should go watch. Mm-hmm. But for those of you that have, this is the one about Patrice. Um, Jess, can you just give us a little what, what this is about? A little synopsis. Can you? Yeah. Can you give us a synopsis? Okay. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. All right. So in 2004, Patrice disappeared from her salon in the space of what the police believed to be 13 minutes. Oh, shit. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) And then, however, 600 days later, skeletal remains were found behind um, a church um, that were later identified as Patrice's. Right. Okay. So let's just get into this. I wrote notes while I was watching. The first note I wrote is why did she name her son Pistol? This is the real (laughs) mystery of the show. (laughs) I actually never even thought about that. But all I thought was this guy has a super odd name and he was like kind of Mm hillbilly-ish a little bit already. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that could make sense too. But okay, guys, this is okay. We should probably get into it a little bit about her crazy, weird husband. So Patrice is, like, from everything in the episode, she is, like, a really loved hairdresser. Yes. And she's created quite the little business for herself. Yep, called the Tambor Trim and Tan Salon. Do you know why it's called that? No. Tambor is her maiden name. (gasps) Googled it. Oh yes. So so she so she what? Yeah, she was well known and very well respected in her town. Like people say that there was no reason for somebody to kill her. Yeah, there was no 
um, oh my gosh, what's I'm blanking motive. here. Thank you. <laughs> and there was no, like, no, but she wasn't hated. She was well loved, well known. Um, and that she had a few appointments that morning. And then between what she was, they, was she right was went to go. Time. Yeah. She was going to heat up her food and her purse and keys were on the desk and her, her lunch was still warm. Her car was parked oddly than it normally is. Like there were so many things that happened that were weird. So yeah. it was between, I wrote the times down oh, 1137 and 1150 yeah. <gasps> oh, is when you. they think she left her shop. Well, left, quote unquote. Or was taken, like yeah. whatever. Did you think it was weird how all her customers that day, though, said she was agitated? Oh, they yes. They all said, remember, they were yeah, all yeah. like she was agitated. And then when they called, the one guy called to book an appointment and she was like not chatty, like very Which short. is different. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I think that's like significant that she was like in a bad mood that day. Yeah, I agree. Or maybe, yeah, maybe there was something that people really didn't know about her that was happening. Maybe she owed somebody money like and couldn't, who knows? You never, yeah, you never know. Mm -hmm. But if you look at like her wedding ring, their house, everything, it didn't look like they were in financial trouble. No, I agree. Look, did you, what do you think of couples with a huge, so Patrice, for those of you, that didn't see it. Patrice and her husband, they have a huge age gap. Yes. Uh, 19, 20 years? Yeah. What do you think of couples with age gaps? Um, I don't know. I feel like most people think Gold Digger. I know, right? <laughs> but I don't know. Although he was a weirdo. He, he was-, was so creepy. Okay, he was really creepy. Okay, his first line, spoiler <laughs> alert, when he first came on, because he was part of the interview, he talked about having, uh, what was that, a degree or something? In criminology. in criminology. That was the first thing he said. I was like, uh. Yeah, I know. Why would you open with that? That yeah. was, I thought that was weird too. And, and he changed the locks. So this for me was the same like day. the kicker for me. Yeah. He was like, yeah, when he said that, when he was like, I changed the locks because I didn't want her son coming in. Yep. And I was like, her son that lived with them. Let's like keep that in mind. He said in Mm -hmm. the interview, I hated Pistol. I knew he had no future. Yeah. So I wrote it actually in my notes. If this guy isn't a killer, he's an asshole. Yeah. Because he said he shouldn't have been here anyways because there was nothing I could do for him. He needed to go, you know, be with his own family. Which is weird because I'm like, but you were, you, he even said like, I loved Patrice so much. Mm -hmm. I was obsessed with her. Like, he was like smitten with her. Maybe she was having an affair or was going to leave him. Maybe. And didn't really say anything to anyone. I don't know. I feel like if you haven't watched it, you have to go watch 13 Minutes because us explaining how creepy Rob was, her husband, doesn't, doesn't even compare to actually physically watching it. Okay. So, yeah. And this is what what stuck with me. She takes a phone call right before she goes missing. Right. And on the phone call, remember they said she sounded really, really agitated? Yes. I think it's because Rob was sitting in there and they were fighting. Okay. So she had to pick up the phone real quick. Obviously, it's her business. She's agitated because he's sitting in the shop with her. Yeah. 
But he also, and then they're like, well, it could be anyone sitting in the shop with her. But if it was an unknown person or a person that she thinks is going to kill her, she's not going to pick up the phone. No, of course not. But her husband's sitting there you are. Yeah, and they said, like, she went to go, it's like she was about to just sit down and have lunch. So she had no, there was nothing weird about that situation. She had was in between clients before her next one came in Mm -hmm. um, and was gone within 13 minutes. And what threw me off, like at first, I I know you think it was Rob. Mm-hmm. You're th- you think I do because it just seems so weird. It, they didn't really talk about any other. It just ugh, I just didn't feel like I got the whole story. I agree with that. But then the only thing that made me think, like, oh, maybe it wasn't her husband, was because of the Chevy Lumina mm-hmm. or the Ford Taurus. They couldn't tell what it was. Yeah, parked out front. Right. And that, that lady, remember? There was two witnesses that saw that And they vehicle. were credible. They were yes. good witnesses. Yeah. Because I know one, she was like crying in tears. She felt horrible because was she late or I don't remember. She didn't stop, but she saw two. She says right. she, she was two women arguing mm-hmm. out front. Yes. And yeah. I'm like, how does this fit? This is why it's on Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. How does this fit yeah. into the bigger picture, mm-hmm. but it very well could be literally be people that pulled over there. It could be so there, many things. Right. Cause did they not, there was no evidence of like, there was no blood or anything in her no. store. So, so this is the other weird this thing. This is another reason I think that it was Rob. There was no sign of a struggle. Right. So she how would have known did them. she, the person that took her, get her out of the store without a struggle? Right. If it was your husband, you'd go with them. Right. And, but if he didn't have a Chevy car, I don't know. He, he, they say that he had a clear alibi. He was never under suspicion ever. No, but his alibi, this is just from this episode. And they obviously like don't share everything. They can't. It's only an hour was a receipt. Right. Gas station. Right. Why couldn't his best friend have gone and got gas? Yeah. And he took his best friend's car that could have been a Chevy and like, I yeah, just that seems actually like a little res- bit suspicious. A receipt's not an alibi. No. Did anyone see him pay for gas? Is there any security cameras that caught him yeah. on the other side of town getting gas? Because like, this just, was 2004. Did they have they all, like had. gas pumps by then like that you wouldn't have to go in and pay? Even I, if they didn't, they have cameras. They would have had cameras. So all any And what else bothers me is that he's like, Obviously can't be me. I have a receipt. Look at my receipt. Can't be me. Look at my receipt. And you're like, yeah. And then I'm like, you're so stuck on that receipt. But how about it can't be me because I loved my wife. Yeah. Yeah. He seemed like way too chill during that. He was interview. just like, I couldn't do it. I have a degree in criminology and I got this gas receipt. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You have an, a degree in criminology. So you know exactly what to do. Yeah. You know exactly that yeah. you could have said, like, we don't know. Maybe he's got a brother and a sister that mm-hmm. were like, no problem. Right. We got your back. And they say that he had um, her schedule. So he would know her break time. Exactly. How many people would know that much detail knowing that she had two clients in the morning and had maybe like a 15 minute break before somebody, her next client was to come in. How do they know? He'd be like one of the only ones. That's, I also think that too, whoever did it either was waiting outside the shop. Yeah. Or was knew her schedule. Yeah. Right. Like it kind of only makes sense. The only thing, like I said, throwing this off is that car and that lady that said she saw two women outside Mm -hmm. arguing. Right. But then, but they okay. never even questioned any females. They had two other suspects that were males. And 
this lady that saw someone fighting, if Patrice is fighting with a woman, isn't her bestie going to know? Yeah. Someone's going to know Somebody would know. Got, a, got an arch enemy. Yeah. This is why it's such a weird case. Mm-hmm. And I understand why it's unsolved because there's not a lot of pieces fitting like properly into like a puzzle. Like it just doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. And like you think you have it figured out and then you get thrown a wrench. Mm-hmm. I also feel like even her son... I don't know. I felt like through this whole episode, everyone that they interviewed or talked to, it was very like casual. It was a very casual episode. Right. I'm, I'm thinking, are they all like that? Like I'm kind of rocking my no, head. No, because I feel, no, I don't think so. Because some, there was way more passion behind it where I know like her son was, you know, upset and crying and whatever else, but it was more or less like he was like crying because he didn't get a chance to – he doesn't have his mom's ashes. He couldn't really bury her because Rob took that from him and – I think, like, the feud between Pistol and Rob is, like, a a big thing on its own. Yeah. And I also just have to say if Rob – okay, we'll say he's innocent. What he's done to her son, not letting him have her ashes. Oh, that was not disgusting. Not letting him back in the house to get his stuff or maybe his mom's mm-hmm. stuff. Like maybe Pistol wanted like her jewelry, whatever. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. And also Rob showed no compassion for this mm-hmm. guy now growing up without a mom. No. Nothing. Whether this kid is a brat or whatever, you have yeah. no compassion that he his mom is dead. Right. And instead, he decides to change the locks. The okay. When she, the day she disappeared, within 24 hours, he had his, the door, the locks changed. Which, again, another thing that kind of tips me off is if your wife has gone missing, do you think the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to change the locks? No, because you don't know where she is. What if she came a, back? Exactly. And she can't right. get in the house. What if she right. was abducted? And she, ran. And ran. And she's pounding on the door and you've got the locks changed. Right. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's like when parents, they their kids go missing and they refuse to move or change their phone number. Yeah. I like wouldn't this leave. This guy yeah, is like changing the locks within 24 hours. And that, and the fact that he didn't let Pistol back in mm-hmm. means he knows Patrice is dead because he knows how much Patrice loves Pistol. Yeah. So if he ever wanted to work it out with Patrice, say in six months when she comes back, all hope in hell is gone because yeah. of what he did to Pistol. Which doesn't, right. Which why it doesn't make sense that she would just up and leave anyways because she wouldn't, they, everybody they interviewed said there's no way she would have left her son. And would she leave her lunch? No. No, it was probably a damn good lunch. It probably was. You don't pack a lunch if you're going to run away that day. No, and it was still warm. So it just like just came out. She was ready and prepared to eat it. There was no running. So it almost seems like she did end up going with somebody. Maybe that blue car had nothing to do with it because at the other side of it, they said that her her own vehicle was always parked a certain way and it looked like it had been moved. So here's my okay we got two theories on that so later on in the episode remember they introduced the serial killer yes and he confesses to it yeah he says he did it yeah he says the hairdresser and the reason her car is moved and how i lured her out is because i said i needed a boost so she moved her car to boost my car Mm -hmm. and that's why her car was moved okay do you think it was him though no because he later got so later they were like oh my god this all fits how she got out of the shop without a struggle what yep that would make sense because she's boosting his car uh okay and why the car's moved but then he's wrong about where the body is right but 
the thing about the car being moved too is um, that was on the news. Uh-huh. So he could have known. And the police say they have holdback evidence. Mm-hmm. So, and he, the the killer didn't mention anything about this. So it probably evidence. wasn't him. He just he. I bet you he was just crazy. Yes. But to be honest, if somebody came to me and said, "Hey, I need a boost," I would be like, "I have no idea how to do that," and I'm probably not going to do it. I wouldn't. I'd be like, "Let me call somebody for you." I wouldn't have left, or even moved my car to help. I don't know. Would you? No. Okay. No. So. As a, she's a female, not saying that females can't boost cars, not saying they can't do it. But my first reaction, first of all, if it was a male coming in and saying, I need a boost, I would say, I'm not, I'm not very comfortable with that. Let me call, call, yeah, let me call somebody to come help you. So that just doesn't make sense to me either. It seems like she knew whoever it was that did this to her. It's just sad that they have no indication of who it could possibly be. No. And another thing is, if you remember, there was cash dropped everywhere. Yes. So to me, I feel like that would be Rob going back and making it look like it was a robbery. Totally. Because if there was no struggle, well, she would have struggled if they were in her cash register. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So where was she while they were ripping around the cash register? Locked in a vehicle like where was she because there would have been more sign of a struggle yeah and if she did she obviously was not murdered in her shop no she was taken somewhere and then murdered and buried mm-hmm. um because she i don't think where she was buried because it was a small town mm-hmm. where she was buried i don't think was too far from her no shop I don't remember but i think you're right i don't think it was yeah and they still don't have any other suspects they never like we said, they never um, even really questioned her husband. And if they did, it was very short-lived. Yeah. And because he's like, well, you know what? I got this receipt. So I'm good. Yep. And they're like, hey, you're good. Like yeah. it wasn't you. That, good, he had Bob. an airtight alibi being at the gas station. I know I don't get that. Like I no. just don't get it. And then um, I think... I, I honestly think like my we'll just share our theories on this now. I think we gave it away. Um, I think Rob either hired someone to do it or had a friend go get gas. And I oh, yeah. actually don't think like his intention, like I don't think he wanted to kill her. And that's why, if you haven't watched this yet, he um carried her head around her skull. So at the end oh, of the yes. episode in the funeral home, he says, can you put her bones yes. together for me? Oh my gosh, I almost forgot about that. And then he takes her skull and carries it around and he admits this. Yeah. And I think he does that because he's guilty. Yeah, he, he also guilt. he also admitted to sleeping with her ashes. Right. And then he went, somebody asked um, him where the ashes are and he, they were in like a closet buried somewhere. Yeah, so. and I'm like... But you sleep with them, but they're in a closet. I don't get it. Yeah. I was a little bit confused about that too. He was just a very, it was, he was just very off. And that's why I, that's my theory. I think that he did it and he obviously had a degree in criminology. So he knows how to get away with it. I think that they had a marriage breakdown, whether that was him, maybe she was fighting with the girl that she just found out. I don't know. Maybe Mm -hmm. there was some sort of description discrepancy there and they him and whoever the girl was maybe teamed up together to do that or maybe she was stepping on I don't know that's my theory I bet you their marriage was breaking down 
and he killed her. I think so too. I, I literally think he was kind of like, if you're, I think, I know you said maybe he was cheating. I think maybe mm-hmm. she could have had a whole other life. Mm-hmm. No one would have known. She's obviously not going to tell her clients or her son that. No. And I feel like he was like, if if I can't have you, no one can. And yeah. I really don't want to have to do this, but I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Because he, oh man, yeah. By Just by watching it, you know that it's just like, it is the strangest. Exactly. He's, he's so calm and collect, col- like he's just like, it's weird. It's very, very weird. It's bizarre. And the only thing is like that serial killer saying like, I got to jump from her. I'm like, that would explain mm-hmm. the position of the car is so good. Right. And that would explain seeing the other car there. But so, it was on the news. But it was on the news. And the police say, no, he didn't do it. And they, But they also said Rob didn't do it. Yeah. And then they also tried to pin it on some hitchhiker. And then they cleared right. him. Like there was two, there was two suspects that had no connection to her, which is why it was odd. That's what I think too. I just feel like, there's no motive. Like, there's no, she's not like hated. Right. The only person with motive would be Rob. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And the locking the sun out to me indicates you know you're never going to get back together with her. Right. Cause she's and dead. Cause she's dead. <laughs> and you killed her. <laughs> and yes. So that's our theory on Patrice. And if you want to watch that, I think it's season one. Yeah. Volume one. Volume one. Yes. Um, let us know what you guys think. It's called 13 Minutes. Yes. So let us know what you guys think. And yeah. Let us know your theories. That mm-hmm. wraps up. Volume 1. Volume 1. And I don't even know what e- episode that was. Somewhere in the middle? Just look for 13 Minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the episode in Volume 2 that we chose was called Washington Insider Murder. And I'll just give a little brief description. Um, It is a look at the death of Jack Wheeler. So Wheeler's beaten and bruised body was found in a landfill in Delaware. Given the nature of his work and the circumstances of his death, there's no shortage of theories regarding who killed him. So we'll just start... um, this one, okay, the first thing I wrote, have you ever heard about Maura Murray? No. It's like a really, really well-known true crime case. It's literally a girl, she drives her car, and she vanishes. She simply drives her car, gets in an accident, and vanishes. She Was also, this on um, Going West podcast? Yes. Okay, I think I might have listened to this. They did one. So, yeah. okay, Maura was also from West Point. <laughs> So she was, so Jack had his West Point ring because that is the university, the army university. It's army. I think Navy. I think they have like all military university. Yeah. He also went to West Point. Oh my goodness. If you go to West Point, watch out. It's not looking good for you. Pretty sure West Point was on Shameless. Have you watched that show? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sidetracked, but no. Okay. So it starts out and there's a lot of video footage of Jack. Tons. Yeah. So, okay, I just have to start by saying, like, the whole... There were so many layers to this. Yes. So many layers. Because he works for the government. Yeah. Okay, he worked for the government. Then he works for, like, a defense... I don't even know. It's called MITRE. And it's basically, like, defense on the internet and stuff. Like... Right. 
So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that would be stuff like with Russia, like the election, right. like yes. deep, heavy stuff he yeah. works with. I, I feel like, didn't they also mention about him working um, or doing something for the mob? Or yes. is that like what you were talking about right there? Yes, they talked about that too. There was like a theory that the mob was involved right. and that he was like on to something. Yes, because he was super smart. Very, very smart. But then to add another layer, he has bipolar disorder. Right. So the first thing that you find out is that his house was broken into. Yes. And I just remember thinking the weirdest fucking thing, his house is broken into and he doesn't call his wife. Right. If your house is broken into, like, wouldn't you call your wife? Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, not if you're him, I guess. But then the theory, too, was also that he had um, not taken his pills. Yes. Right? There was a lot of, and there was a lot of suspicion that he didn't do that because there was very weird activity that happened before he disappeared. Yeah. So he, so the, the storyline goes of that um, there's... A house being built across the street from their house. Right. And the wife, his wife says Jack was not impressed with this. Mm -hmm. And she also says he was very impulsive. And that was a side effect of the bipolar. Mm -hmm. Then these smoke bombs go off at the house that's being built. And his cell phone is found with the smoke bombs. Right. Before his cell phone's found, an email is sent to his boss saying, I, my house was broken into, my cell phone, my briefcase, and a bunch of my work shit was stolen. Yeah. Then, at the scene of the break-in is a bare footprint, spices <laughs> thrown everywhere, <laughs> yeah, and, like, a, a kitchen in, like, disarray. Right. So, I just have to say, if you're breaking into someone's house, mm-hmm. why only the kitchen? Right. You're in there anyways. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you go upstairs? They're, they're a wealthy couple. Yeah. You're not going to hide your money or shit in your kitchen, are you? No. No. So then, okay, so then maybe his briefcase, cell phone, and work stuff was on the kitchen table. So they yeah, really so only they, needed... Right. That's that. what they came for. Maybe there was information in that briefcase that was important yes. for them to take. So that's how logical, based on who he previous worked worked for and who he was working for, it does... It is a good theory that they were Here's after Here's why I don't think that could have been right, though. Mm-hmm. The footprint in the comet, so the box the bottle of Comet, the cleaning stuff, is spilt all over the floor. Right. And there's a footprint in it. Mm -hmm. And it's a bare footprint. The only person Mm -hmm. that's barefoot in the house is going to be Jack, right? Right. a robber's not coming in barefoot. Right. So if he's barefoot in the kitchen while he's being robbed, well, then they're going to take him with him, right? Like he's being abducted. Yeah. But we see Jack on videotape later that he's not abducted. Right. But he's very disoriented. So you're telling me a robber was barefoot and stepped in Comet? No. So here's another theory is that he had somebody over and it didn't go as planned and there was a kerfuffle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the guy just ended up leaving. Like that was it. There was nothing more to it. Maybe he did take some stuff with him, this and that. Like maybe that was a thing. Yes. Cause you're right. We did see Jack on footage later on. So nothing happened at that moment. No. So we know, I, I guess we can like assume Jack wasn't abducted. Yes. He, he, when this break in that we're going to call it happened, Jack was not abducted. Yes. But whoever was at the scene of the break in was barefoot. Mm-hmm. And I just find it very odd that a robber would be barefoot. That's actually a really good point. I don't <laughs> love that. Like, I just don't really feel like that. There's makes no connection sense. there. No. Yeah. 
Okay, now the smoke bombs. Yeah. I think, this is what I think. I think Jack, being very impulsive and off his meds, set smoke bombs off at the house. Mm -hmm. While he's doing it, he drops his cell phone. He realizes, shit, I dropped my cell phone. He panics because he's such a high exec. Right. But he's not on his meds at this point, right? Because if he was on his meds, he's not going to smoke bomb. No. But his wife even said he sometimes acted manic and he was really impulsive. So he's angry about the house. He goes over. He smoke bombs it. In the process, he drops his phone. He panics, sends that email. And he's like, my stuff got stolen. And that would explain why his phone was at the smoke bomb. It was stolen. Yeah. You know what? I like that theory. I do... I agree with that. I agree. And then, so that's the start of his downhill spiral. Right. Then he, then we see him do weird things. Mm -hmm. He goes to the parking garage. Yeah. And he can't find his car. Yes. And. And they said that it was super weird because it wasn't like him. Like he had a routine and it was not. Yeah. This was not his routine. He was very acting very weird. I also just have to say, like, why did the parking lot attendant not call the police? You look at the video and he's so deranged. He's actually holding his shoe. I was going to say, didn't he have a shoe off at one point? He had a shoe off. Yeah. If you stepped in Comet and it burned the bottom of your foot, Mm -hmm. would your foot be irritating you and you're manic so Mm -hmm. you rip your shoe off? Yeah, I would. It's an idea, right? It is a good theory. Yeah. And then he paced, like, back and forth a little bit. He paces, he's freaking out. Mm -hmm. He says, he tells her, I can't find my briefcase. I I can't find my car. Yes. And then, but he's also seen at the pharmacy and apparently he's asking people for rides at the pharmacy. Yep. Yeah, because I watched that. He walked down an aisle Mm -hmm. and there was a gentleman there that he walked past and he did ask him something. Yes. And wasn't he supposed to go get something from the pharmacy? Like, wasn't he picking something up, I thought? See, I don't remember that part, but I do remember... The whole he did was asking questions or ask, asking um, people for rides in the pharmacy. Yes. Random people. Um, okay, yeah. And the other thing, too, Again, is... Again, if you're concerned, why didn't you call the police? Or your wife. Yeah. Like, that's bizarre. Maybe the police, he's like, I don't want them getting involved in my work stuff. Yeah. But, like, why not... Why, why wouldn't you call your wife? Yeah. Yeah. And then what happens? So the last image that we see on camera is him walking out of a, away from a building. He's so walking he's, down the road, street. Uh, so sidewalk. he spends the night in a base in the bottom of a parking, or, or no, an office building sleeping. Yes. So he spends the night, um, yeah, a basement of an office building. Mm-hmm. And he, Again, we see him. Okay. It, let's just talk about that for one quick second. If you're married, if you're spending the night somewhere, don't you think you'd wonder, like, where the fuck your husband is? Yes. And, okay, so the theory that someone's out to get him, well, then you'd be calling your wife being like, no, I'm good. I'm fine. Or, hey, I'm in trouble. You might be too. You need to get the fuck out of here. Yes. And if you lost all your work stuff, why aren't you going to work to get a new badge and a briefcase and stuff? Yeah. At this point, I think he's so confused about where he is. He's I just think in so a, too. a different mental state. Mm-hmm. And that's why... He's acting this way. That's what I think too. Like I think that he, yeah. I okay. So he he sleeps in this basement. And another thing is too. Obviously, he had kind of a wild life because his mm-hmm. wife never called the police. Right during this time. Right. It's like she already knew what was actually going on. 
And it makes me think, is she protecting him by not being like, well, he actually did have quite a few breakdowns. Yeah. So I don't know, like if my husband. Maybe he was involved with some bad people and she just didn't want to say anything. Yes. So she had to keep it really quiet on the show. Which is why it was probably not very um, awkward for her or that he didn't come home or this and that because she probably just thought that maybe there's something going on that she doesn't know about or that she does know about and just won't say anything. But she says, okay, so this all happens like right after Christmas. She says she's pissed because remember he rushed out of Christmas. They were going to go to the movies and he rushed out. So you're pissed he missed Christmas, but you're not pissed that he didn't come home. That he slept. Yeah. And you're not wondering. This is why I have GPS tracker on my husband's phone. Yeah, right? Like (laughs) I would be like, okay, it's midnight. I'm calling the police because you're obviously missing. Uh, yeah, I'd be in a full-on panic. Yeah, I just thought that that was bizarre. Like, I just thought that was, like, really strange. And they didn't go into a lot of detail. Like, what was she doing while he was missing? Mm -hmm. Like, she just kept saying he was such a great guy. And and sometimes he just didn't take his meds. Like, it was just very, she's very, again, nonchalant. It was very, like... And I'm like, I obviously I don't think in any way she was involved, but I her behavior made me think that he was a really weird guy. Right. Because, like, it, it just didn't make sense. Yeah. Um, so then the next time we see Jack, he turns up in a landfill. Mm-hmm. And he's dead. Right. And everyone's like, nope, he was murdered. And it was actually ruled a homicide because of his injuries. Yeah. Because they said in if he would have, you know, was in a manic state and he decided to crawl into a garbage can to sleep. Can to sleep. It wouldn't be uncommon, I guess, for someone to do that because the doors, they look like normal doors to go in. Yeah, and a homeless people actually do sleep in there. Right. And why wouldn't he? Because right. he slept in the basement of an office building. Exactly. So for him, it would be nothing. But when the garbage truck picks up garbage, it does the whole, like, it picks up the bin and throws it in the back. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't know that somebody was there. No. Would they abstain injury? 100%. Also, in the garbage truck is trash compactors. Yes. So say Jack went through a trash compactor. He's going to have a lot of injuries. Right. And we don't know what he was doing on tape. He's not constantly filmed. Right. He could have literally fallen, done this, done this. And I know people are going to be like, nope, they said homicide. But, like, you don't really know what's going to happen to a body when it goes through a trash compactor. No, you don't. That's why I... I thought, because I th- thought the same thing. I thought, you know what? Maybe he just did go to sleep in there and didn't come out of it. But they said that due to his severe injuries, they think that it was a homicide and he was thrown in the garbage. Right. And I, and here's what else I think though, too, is like, I just think that if it was a homicide and you were thrown in the garbage, that's obviously like a really, really advanced people that did that. Like you said, like mob or something. Yeah. Right. But then I'm like, but I don't feel like his body would have been found then. If they're that Mm -hmm. advanced, I just. You're right. They wouldn't have just tossed him in the garbage. I feel like maybe they would have cut him up. Maybe they would have done a garbage. Maybe they would have put his body in acid. They would have definitely disposed. Tossed you in a dumpster. Like it's good, Mm -hmm. but if we're talking with the high level people that we think Jack was like knew, because what they found his body two days later. Yeah. No. Two days or a day later, because the garbage guy who dropped off, he dumped his load, and they said he basically got a call like that afternoon saying they were moving garbage around, wasn't it? And they asked him to come back. Yes. So it was he very quick. He had to quick. come back. It, yeah, they found yeah. it right away. Okay, so maybe it wouldn't be some elite 
gangster. <laughs> right. So right. then I'm like, okay, so I honestly think he had a mental breakdown. Yeah. I think he lost his and mind. went into the garbage. And what mm-hmm. triggered it was this whole set of losing my phone and I don't want to get in trouble because I've set smoke bombs off and I'm right. a really high powerful guy. Yeah. How would that look if I set smoke bombs off? But yeah. oh shit, I left my phone there. Yeah, that's a that's actually a good theory because that's what I thought about too. I was like, hey, they were talking about how it could be some mob, but then again, it was also talking about how easily it is to walk in those garbage cans and, and sleep. sleep and then he's because even the garbage guy who picked up the bin he said most times he'll hear like hey, hey i'm in here yeah like and then a homeless hear. person will hop out right because- but if he was injured at that point or if he was still sleeping and it went in he might have not had that opportunity and i think it's safe to say he was injured at that point because we see him walking funny without a yes shoe. yeah he was limping so mm-hmm. we we know he's not in like peak physical condition at that right point. yeah so and he's definitely off his meds at that point too. There's no, yeah, because it, it just doesn't either. However you piece it together, whether he's like mm-hmm. running from someone. Also, if you're running from someone, like I don't really feel like you'd have no protection on you and be sleeping yeah. in a dumpster. Right. And I don't <sighs> think they said that they, he even had any conflict for any of his accounts or anything at work. No. And like, of course they could like not want to reveal that. I'm sure right. there's like top level stuff, but yeah. I just, I'm not satisfied that he was running because I was like, that was your plan? Right. For yeah. a high, powerful guy? Yeah, that's a really good point. Okay, I think that's like pretty good for theories. We can honestly go on and on, but this episode's already almost an hour. Although I know you guys do say some of our episodes should be longer. Um, but yeah, that's why we chose two cases because these, you could just talk in circles and theories and everything. Um, I guess that's why it's called Unsolved Mysteries. If you watched the show and you know the cases we're talking about, please, please reach out to us and let us know what you think. Like, do you think we're onto something? Are we totally out to lunch? What's your theory on ca- any of the cases? Um, yeah. And if you like our show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to check us out on Instagram. It's the Social Girls Podcast. Thank you, everybody. We love you all. Thank you.